Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful. We're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. There is no plan B. There's no plan C. There's only plan A. And that's God's plan. He's Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I want to encourage you, want to remind you that May 30th, 31st, and June 1st, we'll be having our Pentecost service of Southern California, SoCal Pentecost. I want to invite you to join in with us. There's more information uh, posted on our website, connectingtruth.org. So please visit connectingtruth.org for more information. Those dates will be here before you know it if the Lord tarry. And we're in the book of Genesis, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to move forward. Thank God for his goodness and blessing us to see this day that we have not seen before. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord God, for your kindness and grace. Thank you for your mercy. Lord God, you have blessed us to make it this far. Lord, and our hope and our prayer is that with the time that you have given us that we are found pleasing in your sight, that we've learned how to walk before you, how to possess our vessels in honor, to be of honor and not to be dishonored of you. Lord God, help us, Lord. Help us, Lord God, to do your will. Help us to, to know and understand and hear your voice. You said my sheep know my voice and another they won't follow. Lord God, you've given us your word. You said heaven and earth will pass away before your word should fall. So we stand upon your word. We stand upon the promises that you have given us, which is abundance. You've given us abundance of, Lord God, of what you will do and as well as what you will not stand for. Lord, thank you. Thank you for opening our eyes up, opening our understanding up. Thank you for blessing us, Lord God. Lord, help us to acknowledge you, Lord. Seek your face. Lord God, we'll be careful to give you praise and give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. The book of Genesis, the book of Genesis, and we're in the 25th chapter, my prayer, and I hope that you have had a great day. You know, I often hear people say, I thank God for being in the land of the living, and actually we're not in the land of the living. People die here. And so how is this the land of the living? There is a place where there is no death. And that's what we're striving for. That's what we're looking for. To be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. And so none of us have exited and went on the other side to know what, what that looks like. No. And so all we have is the word of God. And we should 
rely on his word. 100. 100. Rely on the word of God. Nothing else. There's nothing else because anything that anyone else should tell you should be backed up by the scripture. Even if they're talking about a rhema word. Oh, I got a rhema word, you know, and and with this rhema word, this is what it, there should be. It should be backed up by the word of God. Now, I want to caution you to be careful that when you hear people um, giving you revel what they consider revelatory knowledge, um, you be very careful about what you're hearing. Uh, again, it should be backed up by the word of God. And it may be and may sound convincing in what they're saying. The Bible tell us uh, that God prepared a, a great fish. God prepared. a fish and you'll find this in Jonah the book of Jonah the um, first chapter it says now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights now I, I heard someone making a statement uh, that they that they that they have knowledge that Jonah was was only was merely speaking that he was in the grave, and now, now Christ said that like Jonah was in the belly of the whale, that um, in the belly of the fish, that the Son of Man would be in the grave for for those three days. So I don't understand where they got, uh, or now they're saying Jonah was in the grave, when the Bible is clear and said that the Lord prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. Please be careful what you're hearing. It needs to be validated by the word of God. Oh, it's not true. It's not true. And that's just one example that I came across recently and that I want to share with you, you know, um, that, that there is a lot of teaching out there. There's a lot of stuff going on because people want to seem deep. They want to seem like, you know, well, you know, there's more to the word of God. Listen, it is the word of God is what you're looking for. It's the word of God that you, that all of us, man and angels, every one of us will be judged. Now, the Bible is clear about that. The Bible is very clear and the books were open. Very clear, very clear as far as his word. So you're going to want to be very careful with and ask your ministers at your church that you are a member of. Ask the deacons because they're supposed to have wisdom. Uh-huh. The, the office of the deacon, uh, which was established, was that they would have wisdom full of the Holy Ghost. So deacons should be praying and seeking God for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, and to be led of his spirit. The ministers have an obligation, according to the word of God, to edify, uh, to lead you to perfection. And, and so, therefore, the um, 
you should be, um, because of that, you should be asking questions to be clear. Now, I don't mean that when you ask them a question that that they're going to um, have an immediate answer for you, but still ask the question, get them started, <clears throat> get them started, excuse me, looking and searching the word of God so that they can give an answer. Now, they get upset and don't want to answer you or anything and um, don't be dismayed, you know, just be prayerful and um, give them a chance. Ask the pastor. That's what Bible class is for. That's what Sunday school is for, is to ask those questions. <clears throat> is to ask those questions uh, so that you can have an answer because there's so much verbiage that's being spewed out all over the place. And so you want to be you want to be very careful. And this is something strong. This is something that we teach at Cornerstone. Um, that you ask questions, and I, I will continue to emphasize that that you ask questions. Now, uh, there are a lot of things that are being said. There's a lot of stuff that's out there, and I just want you to be careful. We we live uh, in this day and time where information is at our fingertips, but is it the right information? Is it the right information that you're consuming? Because if you eat the wrong thing, it's gonna make you sick. And so you, you have to be careful what you ingest. It is very, very, very important that you hear what I'm saying. <clears throat> All right, in the book of Genesis, the 25th chapter, I'm gonna start here at the first verse. It says, then again, Abraham took a wife and her name was Keturah, <clears throat> excuse me, and she bare him um, Zemran and uh, Jokshan and Medan and Median and Ishbak and Shua, and they had children. They also had children. Jokshan uh, begot Sheba and Dedan, and the sons of Dedan were uh, Asheron and and Lech and Lemuel, and the sons of Median had Ephan and Epher and Hanuk, which is also uh, derived from Enoch. But Hanuk and Abada and Alda. All these were the children of um, Keturah. And Abraham gave all of that he had unto Isaac. But unto the sons of the concubines, which Abraham had, Abraham gave gifts and sent them away from Isaac his son while he yet lived eastward unto the east country. And these are the days of the years of Abraham's life, which he lived in a hundred and threescore and 15 years. Then Abraham gave up the ghosts and died in a good old age, an old man and full of years. 
and was gathered to his people. And his sons, Isaac and Ishmael, buried him in the cave of Machpelah in the field of Ephraim, the sons of Zorah, the Hittites, which is before memory. The field which Abraham purchased of the sons of Heath, there was buried Abraham buried and Sarah, his wife. <clears throat> I took a thought from this, and that was not to get stuck. <clears throat> Sometimes we get stuck in situations. But we get we we're just there. We 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 congeal and we just remain there. You know, maybe you've seen someone uh, throughout the years in their life that other people advanced on and they were stuck in the 70s. Maybe they were stuck in the 80s or the 90s. And, you know, while others moved on into another into the new year, they remained and they're still wearing bell bottoms and platform shoes and uh, bit collar shirts and, uh, you know, stuff like that. They're stuck. They're stuck back in that day. And that's something that's mental, emotional, something that a person needs help. They feel comfortable there. And sometimes we get stuck in a situation and we feel comfortable. And so we we stay with it. I was speaking with someone today. And they had um, a sister, um, associate of, of another church there in Texas. And they were talking about, I asked them about the women's conference that they attended. And they said it was great. And they they really was blessed. They said they were so blessed. And with all the people that was there, they felt that the message was just for them alone. And, and, and that how they talked about not depending on being on your comfort zone. When we depend on the comfort zone, we're stuck. We're stuck. We just get so comfortable right where we are. We put up with it, whatever it is that we have to put up that that's presented in that in that comfortable space because we're familiar with it. We're familiar with it. And it doesn't matter how painful it is. We're familiar with it. And because we're familiar with it, we stay there. We're stuck. We're stuck in it. And so we need to be careful about that. Getting stuck in something means you are deep into that thing. You're spending valuable time there. Um, you're spending effort. Yeah, you're even putting forth an effort to stay there. You're putting forth effort on something that you cannot break or you don't want to break it. So then you are stuck. And people get stuck and they need a toe. They need to be pulled out. And the word of God is intended the intentions of God's word is to pull us out. It's not God never intended for us to stay the same. No, he never intended for us to remain in the same place. And, you know, 2020 is here and when the same place 2021 comes and we stay in the same place, 22 come when the same place, 23 come. And, and so there's no growth. Look, there should be growth. If, if, if there's no growth, 
with your child, you're going to wonder what's going on because you're looking for development. You're constantly looking for advanced development. You're looking for mental development. You're looking for character development. You're looking for physical development. You're looking for development. Even within yourself, you should be looking for development. So, and God's look for, God looks for a development in us. But, you know, that, that even means that your words should change. Come on, you should even start using new words. Now, the only way you can do that is to grow. And if you're not growing, if you're not increasing vocabulary, you know, then that means you're being lazy. I'm, I'm sorry, but you are. You're being lazy. You're not you're not expanding. And I'm talking about this is a choice. This is a choice. The Bible says in first and second Corinthians 3 and 18, but we all with open face behold as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So there is intention uh, of growth. There is an expectation of growth. Are you growing or are you stuck? Are you stuck? I mean, it, yesterday, yesterday I was in Costa Mesa. That's Orange County. It's about 40 miles from where I live. And I was stuck there. I was stranded for five hours. And it didn't start out that way. It didn't start out that way. Um, but at about one o'clock in the afternoon, I called AAA. Uh, yep, Southern California, Auto, whatever, AAA. Uh, and they told me that they would have a truck there in 90 minutes to to tow the vehicle. And I waited and I called back. Um, they told me then that the truck had broke down, their truck broke down. Now I'm watching all these tow trucks go through go through the intersection from near where I was because I was looking, you know, for a tow truck to come. And some of them had cars, others did not, but they, no one came. And another 90 minutes went by. Then when I called, they told me that, okay, they're, they're going to reroute it. But no one ever came. And so I learned that, um, uh, that I was not even on the board for AAA to come. Now, the way I learned this is that a tow truck was pulling into the parking lot of the grocery store next door from where I was. And I thought he was looking for me. So I whistled at him and got his attention and, and told him what was where I was. And he said he was there for another car uh, to give them a jump or something. So, um, so he came over and, and he was talking to me and, and he said, well, I'm waiting for this other customer uh, because they have not responded to the callback. And he said, well, let me explain something to you. First of all, he works for AAA. And of course, you know, he's in a tow truck. And so he showed me on his phone. He said, look, you're not even on the board. He said, man, let me explain something to you. He said, this is a game that AAA played. One, they don't have enough truck to cover everyone in this area. So they'll take the call, tell you that someone is going to pick you up. 
put you on a computer so that when you call, you get a you get a recording that you already have an order in. But their intention is not to pick you up and they're not picking you up because you want to tow from Costa Mesa to where you live. And that's going to tie that truck up for an hour and 10 minutes, 40, you know, 40, 40 miles. And in that hour and 10 minutes, they could have serviced seven other vehicles and made a lot of money. They're not going to pick you up till about six o'clock. Oh, guess what? And about, about five something, I got a phone call from a tow truck driver said, I'll be there in an hour. I said, man, I've been waiting. I'm stranded. I've been waiting since one o'clock. I've been hearing all these excuses. And the gentleman said, look, I'm going to be there by six. I'm the one that's going to tow you to your destination. So I'll see you then. He was there. Within the hour, I was at home. It was all purposely. Now, we're not looking. God is not triple A. He don't. He's not full of scamming and he's not going to scam your time and your finances. He's not a liar. I, I was lied to repeatedly yesterday. Now, I didn't get upset. It was disappointing. I would have preferred for them to have said, look, um, to tell you that distance is is going. To, we won't get to you until five thirty, six o'clock. If you would have told me that I would have understood, you know, a lot clearer, but they weren't honest. Now, when you need a tow, you're looking for someone to help you um, recover from where you are. You're looking for someone to be there when they say they are. God will be there and God will help you along the way. Now, when you're stuck, you need that help and you need someone that is dependable that will not prolong the agony because being stuck is a terrible state of mind. It's a terrible state of being. The Bible tells us in Numbers 23 and 19, it said, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Have he said and shall he not do it? Or have he spoken and shall he not make it good? To become unstuck, you need truth. You need someone to be truthful. You need someone to be honest. The ministers should be truthful and honest because they're representing the Lord. And we're gonna we're gonna touch on that. We're gonna and we're really gonna be hitting on this quite a bit. Uh, because as I often say, this is about your soul salvation. This is not a game. This is about your soul. This is about you and eternity. John 18 and 32 says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. It's not just hearing truth, but one must embrace it. So it's not just you hearing it. Oh, I heard the truth. Amen. Brother preach, you know, pastor or, or, you know, they're telling they're saying 100 and all. No, listen to me. Listen to what I'm saying. You need to embrace the truth and it has to be life changing. You're embracing it has to be life changing because many people hear the word and their lives don't change. It's just like uh, watching people dance around uh, in a service, jumping and shouting, hooping and hollering and carrying on. And their life don't change. They leave right out, go sleep with whoever they want to sleep with, drink whatever they want to drink, get lit, smoke, whatever. They're going to do it. Become unfaithful to God, you know. 
Well, actually, they were not faithful to God in the first place. So none of that is relevant if you're not embracing the truth and and making the necessary changes to benefit from it. You can acknowledge um, an issue and never change from it. You're stuck. Don't get stuck in it. Don't get stuck in situations. Do not get stuck in circumstances. Don't get stuck in anger. I'm angry and I can be angry. No, don't get stuck there. The Bible said angry, be angry and said not. So you're not supposed to stay angry all the time. Come on now. We deal with hurts in life. And hurts may last a long time. You, you break your arm, it don't heal overnight. So I, I, I know that, that things can, but don't get stuck in it. Don't get stuck in it. It, it may seem like you, listen, listen, listen to what I'm saying. Don't get stuck in it. I'm not saying don't be cautious. I mean, if you ride a bicycle and you maybe used to jump over the holes, you know, bunny hop on the bike and all that kind of stuff that we used to do. And now you hit a hole and um, you or you try to bunny hop and you can't hop as far as you used to. And so you fall down and hurt yourself. You're going to be a little more cautious about your ride. You'll be more cautious about about your movements and different things. So I'm not saying don't be cautious, but I'm saying don't get stuck there. A misunderstanding can cause you to become stuck in a situation. A lie. Oh, my gosh. A lie. And I, I don't I don't like liars. I don't like liars. Now, let me tell you, let me share this with you because um, so that you you have a, a good understanding about liars. Now, a thief, a thief breaks into your house and the thief steals your your computer, maybe take your car, you know, um, steal whatever that you have that is a valuable. And yes, that's a discomfort. You know, you feel violated and no one's not going to deny that. But what they took was stuff that you bought yesterday. What they took was stuff you bought yesteryear. What they took, and, you know, and God forbid that it was something of value. You know, I have all of my family pictures. I have all of the children pictures. I have all of my sibling baby pictures. And that stuff is priceless. I, I have all of the pictures. And um, my mom, early pictures, my dad, early I have all of the pictures uh, stored away here. And so those are priceless. Uh, we, those are not being split up by the And so certainly wouldn't want those to become damaged, water damaged or stolen. You know, some people grab stuff and steal. They don't know what they're taking till they get to where they, they can look at it. But that would be devastating. Now that was the past. What they what people take is the past. Now, when a liar comes in your life and they tell you a lie, you believe that to be true because they were very persuasive. They were very um, influential. And so you believe that lie. Ladies, you believe that lie. He he said he loved me. Uh, gentlemen too. Uh, well, man, I, I was caught up, man. She she told me she loved me. And I, I I, I believed it only to find out that they didn't feel that way, that they did not love you. They wanted something from you. They were conning you. 
They may have conned you out of your time. They may have conned you out of your virginity. They may have conned you out of your money. They may have messed up a relationship that you would have been in, but they, you were deceived. And so it impacts your future because when a liar, when someone tells you something they're lying, and they're lying to you, you believe it and you change course. The thing that you would have done, you don't do because you're believing what you've been told. And so therefore they steal your future. And so that has a greater impact because now you've lost time. You may have even lost friends. Girl, don't mess with him. But he told me, man, leave her alone. She is a man, man, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, and on and on the, the scenarios that can just go on and on until that day come that you realize that you got played. And so, and you may have lost friends over that because you were so adamant that no, you're not being played, but you got played. And and now you look like what they used to say, a sucker. You know, you, you look bad, you feel bad, you're embarrassed. And then you gotta recover. You gotta recover the time, the money, the respect, and different things that was lost in that process. That's why you don't want to be no one's sidekick. Well, besides the fact that it's right, <laughs> that it's wrong to be someone's sidekick. Don't do that. Look at what you're giving up. Of course, they're going to treat you good and they're going to treat you a certain way because they're fulfilling a certain fantasy that you've portrayed to them um, only. And you know that that's only a fantasy that's only going to last for a little while. But yet you find yourself stuck in that situation. You cannot get out of it. I remember someone that was committing adultery. They, was, they, they had a family. They didn't have they really had no need for anything except to nurture the relationship that they had uh, in their marriage. But they chose not to. They chose to chase after, you know, the Bible says that bread eaten in, in, in secret is sweet. Well, but when you when you find out when when it's not secret no more, it's not it don't have the same thrill. The chase is gone and everything is gone and you got to deal with the consequences. Well, during that time, you're now dealing with lies. You're dealing with lies and people lie and, and then then they down in order to keep the lie going then they get involved and start downplaying and talking about you know they'll never say well i got it good at home you know because if you start thinking about what you really have you're gonna stop but when you plan playing games and carrying on with the shenanigans that that they do then you lose out you're stuck and then you're stuck with the situation the circumstances the anger the hurt the misunderstanding all of those things you're drowning. You're drowning. Now, whatever it is that has you in and drowns your emotions and mental, um, snatches your energy away, uh, that's not going to benefit you. It will hold you captive for extended periods of time until you stop. Now, when we look at Abraham, Abraham had lost his wife, Sarah. Sarah was dead. Some situations that we're in is dead. Well, you know it's dead. And you're trying to resuscitate it. 
trying to bring it back to life. It's dead. Matter of fact, you shouldn't even be in it. Abraham's wife was dead. He buried her. And so he remarries and her name is Keturah. All right. And so time has passed and he makes a decision to remarry. You have to look at the situation and make a decision. You're either going to make a decision to get out of where you are. And it may be a little fight because you have become comfortable where you are, but you have to make a decision to get out for the betterment or you will remain there and it's not prospering. Now, some decide not to not to remarry. And so for various reasons, and, that, and that's fine. Others um, want to, but are afraid that this is where when we're fearful, we stay stuck. We stay right where we are. We become shy. We became we become inverts in that particular area. And so this may require some counseling with someone that is qualified. Someone that is qualified, your friend, your best friend that you like to talk to is not qualified. You might want to think they're qualified, but they're not. They're not qualified. Now, there are a few things that help a person be qualified to talk about certain things. Maybe they have experienced it and how they dealt with it. If they overcame it, then I, I will give them a check as being qualified. They overcame it. And they will let you know that there, it was some painful, uh, some, it took something to overcome it. Uh, but if they never overcame it and they still in the situation and you in the situation, how are you going to give each other advice? You're the blind leading the blind. And the Bible said if the blind lead the blind. They both going to fall into a ditch. It requires counseling from someone that is qualified. And so you have, and if they qualify, they're going to be praying with you and, and helping you to resolve the issue because they have a little more insight in the discovery process of the issue. And things are not where, where you think they are because you talk to a person, don't look at the outer appearance. Don't, don't look at the outer, outwardness. Don't listen to the words of what everybody is saying. You need to pray and discern what is actually going on uh, for them to act that way. And that's to the counselors. You're not a counselor, don't. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to those that are counseling, those that are qualified to do that. Abraham's or Abraham has a new life. He has a new life with Keturah. Now Keturah is uh, in the feet in the um, Hebrew. Her name means incense or fragrance. So, so there so there was some uh, great attraction there that that um, and they wind up being married. Abraham took time to evaluate his situation. So you need to take time as well to evaluate your situation. Now, when you evaluate your situation, you cannot look at it and say, well, I'm good because all you're saying is that I'm uh, write down the pros and cons. Take a piece of paper. And be honest and write it down. Write it down. Write it down. Well, I got I got this job and, you know, right now people are being laid off and I got this job. Well, people being laid off might open another opportunity for you to get a different job, making more money. 
instead of you trying to play the, the safe. And I'm safe. I'm good. But at the same time, you don't like and you want more, but you're afraid to do anything. You're stuck. You're stuck. God does not want us to be stuck. But evaluate the situation. Abraham looked in, in, at his situation and said, you know what? I'm absent a companion and I want a companion. Like some of you, this is what Abraham is saying. I, I want a companion. And some of you want a companion. Gentlemen, uh, men feel that they want someone to be with, someone that's going to love them for who they are. And ladies want the same thing. They want someone that's going to love them for who they are. And you have to make sure that you're compatible too. That you're not getting into a relationship with one another that um, because you you don't want to be by yourself and so you grab hold to any anyone, I don't want to say anything, but you go for anything only to make yourself miserable. So that, that requires communication. You got to have some communication. You got to talk about expectations. You got to talk about expectations. Listen, when you go to an interview, they ask you what you expect on that job. And when you're searching for a new job, you look for certain things that meet your expectations. It's the same in the relationship. You're looking for um, them to meet your expectations and then looking for you. But if you don't talk about them, then how are you going to evaluate anything? Or are you going to know that, well, they don't meet my expectations. We, we're just going to wind up being good friends if, if we are good friends at all. You know, um, and so and that's a good place to start because friendship leads to better conversation. They, it leads to a good open conversation. At least the things that are not hidden, you learn about one another, talking to one another. I said talking to one another, T-A-L-K-I-N-G, talking, not texting. Texting has no feelings. It might be feelings behind the words that are being typed out. But listen, there's a big difference when you're talking to someone face to face, when you're talking to someone over the phone, when you can hear the breath behind the words that are being spoken, there is a different interpretation than it being a typed out letter. All right. So we have to evaluate. We have to evaluate. And so Abraham looked at the situation and he, and he evaluated it. And in that process, they, they had more children. They had more children. And now uh, their children had children. And so the family had grown. They did not stay the same. Now, initially, it was just Ishmael. And it was just Isaac. But now there's more and there is going to be more. And so Abraham made a decision that I'm... Uh, the Lord said that that Isaac is going to be the one that's going to bring forth a nation. Now, God took a Gentile. God took a Gentile. And this is where we're headed to as we read on, as we travel through uh, Genesis. When we're in this 25th chapter, as we read on about the genealogy, we're going to we're seeing here that God is going to take Isaac, as he said, 
God is going to take, he took a Hebrew, excuse me, he took a Gentile. Thank you. He took a Gentile and he created a Hebrew. All right. He created, he created Hebrew, Israel nation. And, and so we're seeing the birth of that has already come forth. And so when we get to the fifth verse, Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac. And now Ishmael also had a portion and all the other children had a portion, but uh, Isaac had the bulk of everything. The sons of the concubines, which Abraham had, Abraham gave gifts and sent them away from Isaac, his son, which he had left eastward in the east country. And these are the days of Abraham life, which he lived. Abraham lived three score and 15 years. Then Abraham gave up the ghosts. Now, many times we say, I thank God for being in the land of the living. I'm here today. I thank God I'm alive today. Well, if you live in a saved, sanctified life and you don't wake up tomorrow, where do you think you're going to be at? You're certainly not going to be laying in the grave thinking about um, bicycle riding that you're missing. You're not going to think about the motorcycle ride you didn't go on. You're not going to you're not going to think about the Super Bowl. You're not going to think about none of those things. That stuff is in the past. There's a whole brand new future ahead of you, which we have read in the word of God. That should be our hope what we're looking for. Abraham gave up the ghost and died in a good old age. He was an old man. My, my grandson, he often, he's 10. So he, anything, when you asked him what's old, 30 is old. And so he always, at the end of a conversation, um, my grandsons, there's only two of them. They will end a conversation by saying old man. He lived a good old age, an old man and full of years and was gathered to his people and his son, Isaac and Ishmael. So Isaac and Ishmael, who were separating, now remember Ishmael, about 14 years old, Isaac is born and he's making fun of him. And, and Sarah's like, get out of here. I don't want her around him. Not going to grow up my son. He's not going to hear, you know, they, a little feud that was going on there because of the triangle. But here they both are together and they bury Abraham in the grave that he purchased to bury Sarah. So he had a plot. Do you have a plot in place? If anything was to happen to you today, what would your family do? Have you written those things out? What should be done? How you want things carried out? Or are you just going day by day? And then if anything should happen to you, they have to figure it out. Is that your plan? Figure it out on your own. I'm out. Is that your plan? Or do you have things written out for them so that they know what to do? They know where to look. They know how to proceed. They don't have to figure it out because you already have written it out to the best of your ability. You know um, what they need to be done. What about passwords so that they can close accounts so that they can notify vendors and, and stuff that that. 
um, and giving them copies of your death certificate. Have you thought that far ahead? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Having a will and stuff don't mean that you're leaving tomorrow. It just means that you got stuff together so that they don't have that burden already with you being absent and the sadness of, of missing you. So they, Abraham had purchased and had made arrangements and did everything. And Isaac knew it. Ishmael was there to help bury him. And so, listen, we don't want to be stuck. We don't want to be stuck, but we want to get out of the, these things that have us bound. But we don't want to keep be so be comfortable, uh, you know, in, in the same old, same old. What's familiar to us, we, we just stay there in house. This is familiar territory. I know out in the gap, uh, was it my GPS is on auto? I know how to navigate, you know, what's familiar to me. I, I was watching a chase and I, I, I'm done. I'm done. I was watching a chase the other day, um, you know, terrible situation. About three in the morning, there was a shooting. I don't know how the police found the guy, but, um, but, this turned into a chase. I mean, they were doing 100 plus miles an hour on the freeway. This man drove all over Southern California, so to speak, just driving in the freeways, the streets. I mean, just tearing things up. And at the end of the chase, he was back at the location the within the same block where the shooting occurred. The very thing that they were after him for, he went back to the same area and that's where he was arrested at. Familiar territory. We got to get out of the familiar territory. We got to get out of those these places where we're just so it's just so common to us. We don't advance in those areas. We make excuses to stay there. If Abraham would have made excuses, the family would not have grown. And in some instances, when when there is the loss of someone, the spouse is not far behind them because they're in that moment. They are. That's their comfort. That's where they're familiar. At, and I can't live. I can't go any further. But life does go on. Where you're even even with you being or whomever it applies to, stuck in that familiar area, the person that may have triggered a number of the events or the chain of events that that help you get there where you're not comfortable moving forward, doing things, they've moved on. How is it that you have not moved on? We got to move. Saints, friends, we have to move. We have to move. God is looking for us to move. And you should have the same expectations about yourself. And that is to move from where you are. Can you make up in your mind, pray about it, read the word of God about advancing, about being productive in relationship? Even in your relationship, let's just say that you, you're married, you, you have date night, let's spruce it up. 
Make it into something different that is going to be an awesome blessing to your spouse. Make it something different. Listen, thank God for each of you that, that joined in this evening. We're going to stop right here and, you know, um, tell someone as you talk to your friends, as you talk to others, and you hear them talk and they're stuck in the situation that they're in. You can tell it. You know, it's the same old, same old, because they're talking the same old thing. They're stuck. But we don't have to be. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your kindness, your grace, and mercy. Thank you, Lord God, for this short exhortation on today. Lord, I just pray and ask that you will bless those that have heard your word and those that will be listening later uh, to Inside the Pages, listening later to God on Demand. Lord, we thank you for your kindness. Ask that you will bless your people, Lord. Help us, Lord, not to remain where we are today. Help us to move, Lord, as you have expectations in our well-being. I ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Listen again. Thank God for each of you and want to encourage you to, to, to go to connectingtruth.org. Um, and to if you're in the Southern California area or want to be partaker of the SoCal a Pentecost service. Certainly, we would love to see your presence, hear your testimony. Uh, matter of fact, if you have a testimony and you want to share it, uh, share your name and, and where you are, then it would be great. We will put that in our program. Uh, this will be a very unique program because it will be an ordination service where the saints of God has been praying uh, the pastors that the fellowship pastors have been praying and um, for the leading of the Lord. And so on in December, I became bishop uh, elect. And so on this service in May, I will be consecrated and ordained bishop. Um, and so with much prayer and I, my desires for your prayers as well. Um, if the Lord say the same, that will be occurring on that first night of May 30th. And so it will be, we're looking forward to having that broadcast live as well. Um, and, and so solicit your prayers. Again, you can go to connectingtrue.org and get more information regarding that. Listen, be blessed, be steadfast, unmovable, abiding in the work of the Lord. If you have any questions or anything that you like address, um, ask, shoot us an email. You can even comment it in and it will be answered. Uh, until then, God bless you. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen.